Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. There's no words for that. If you have your Bibles, you would turn with me to Ezekiel 37, starting with verse 1. Thank you, Brother Boy, for the opportunity to speak again. Honored and extremely honored. And an honor to be under his leadership. Um, they have, the boys have been very good and very kind to my family and myself. I also want to give honor to my wife, who is my biggest supporter. And I can assure you, I can hear her, so I know she prays for me because I hear her every morning in there. And I can hear my name. And so I am so grateful for a praying wife. Thank God for that. Ezekiel's chapter 37, starting with verse 1, it says, And the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring you up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin. And put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said, unto he, then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived. And this last part, listen to this, And stood up upon their feet an exceeding great army. My title tonight is The Valley of Dry Bones. If you would pray with me, I need some prayer. I need, I need you to back me up and preach with me tonight. I need that. If you would, would you do that for me? Let's pray. God, we need you tonight. Thank you, Lord, already for the moving of the Spirit in here tonight, God. We need you, God, to continue to direct this service. Lead us, Lord, to where you need us to be tonight, God. Help us to trust in you, God. Anoint my mind and my voice and my, and my, and my 
my body to my spirit tonight. In Jesus' name, give me direction, God. In Jesus' name we pray. And you may be seated in the fear of the Lord. I wonder if there's anybody here that hasn't had an, that's had an experience with God that can testify of His mighty power, that has faith that God can, and has faith that whatever He decides is the right thing. We have to have faith in His power and faith in His wisdom because that's because there's a half the gospel that can be told, but there's only a, there's another half, the other half, brother Wayne. It has to be experienced. And it's that experience that gives us faith. This is what David had to explain to Saul when he asked him the question, what makes you think you can fight against Goliath? He's a champion from his youth and you're but a youth. And David said it like this, because God delivered me out of the hand of the bear and God delivered me out of the paw of the lion and this same God. We've got to get back, back to the business of believing that this same God is the same God that filled us with the Holy Ghost. He's the same God that brought us out of bondage. He's the same God that's going to do it again. He's the same God that's going to save our family and the backsliders and they will return. I'm telling you, they will return and the same God will put flesh back on them, on those bones. I'm telling you, they're coming home. They're coming home. David said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You know, even when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me, <laughs> they stumbled and fell. They couldn't make it because I serve a big God. I serve a mighty God. Praise God. They stumbled and fell. Hallelujah. What a God we serve. In Joshua chapter 4, God told him to take 12 men and take 12 stones out of the river Jordan and place them on the banks of Gilgal. And then he told Joshua to take 12 stones, just you, Joshua, just you, and place them in the midst of Jordan. And then I want you and the priest to get out of there. And then he returned the waters hither and thither. These 12 stones represent the apostles, which represent the apostolic church. We won't keep this revelation hid. You can't keep it hid. And we refuse to contain it, and we can't cover it. So what we're going to do, we're going to tell it. Hallelujah. The Bible says, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. In Joshua 6.10, it says, and Joshua had commanded the people, saying, you shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout, then you shall shout. There are seasons when we are to be silent, when we are to wait on the Lord. And there are times and seasons of marching, and there are times and seasons of listening and waiting for the moving of the waters. But I'm here to tell us tonight that we're in that season where it's time to march, it's time to get up, because our season of worship is here, our season of shouting is here, in Joshua 8, 26, this is when Israel had killed all the inhabitants of Ai. It reads, For Joshua drew not his hand back, wherewith he stretched out the spear until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. We are at war with hell. And the Bible says, 
the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. That means hell can't stop the power of prayer, cannot prevail or hold the church from breaking through for our lost loved ones. In Joshua 8 and 18 it says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Stretch out thy, thy, out thy spear that is in thy hand toward Ai. He said, just, just point it that way. Just point it that way. Just pray in that direction. <laughs> and I will give it to you in thy hand. God has already given us the harvest. He said it's plenty and ripe and ready. All he needs is labors. The harvest is ready. He just needs labors, servants ready to go out there and do his work. Luke 15 talks about a lost sheep, a lost coin, and a lost son. He's talking about lost souls and backsliders. And he asked him, what man of you having a hundred sheep if he were to, to lose one wouldn't leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the lost one and search until he finds it. And when he finds the one, he picks it up and lays it on his shoulders. And when he brings him home, he calls his friends and his neighbors saying, rejoice with me. I have found my sheep that was lost. I'm telling you, he's here right now. He's, he's here with me. He's here with me right now. It's been a long time. It's been 30 years and he's here. I'm telling you, he prayed through last night. I found him. He came home after being in jail and prison and, and on drugs for so many decades. He's home, Brother Wayne. He found his way home. Hallelujah. What a promise if you just keep praying and just keep pressing through through. What about the woman? What about the woman or mother that having, having ten pieces of silver and she loses one piece or one child doesn't light a candle and sweep the whole house until she finds her lost child. She searches diligently until she finds that lost child and when she finds the coin she calls everybody. I mean, you know how mamas are. They're going to call everybody. She, she's back. He made it back. <laughs> He's doing so good. She's such a different person. You wouldn't even recognize her. I'm telling you, his, his attitude has is, is changed. His whole, his whole appearance has changed. In fact, I've never seen this side of him. I've never seen this in him. This is all new to us, and it's so refreshing to hear her laugh again. You just don't know. I, I can't remember the last time I seen my daughter laugh and just be full of joy, but, but God, <laughs> but God saved her and brought her home. I'm telling you, God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. Hallelujah. Don't give up. Don't give up. We had the prodigal son. Now, most of us are really familiar with this one. And Dad, I, I want my inheritance, huh? You know, Pastor, I'll be back. I'll be back. I just, I'm just too young to live for God right now. I'll be back. I'll, I'll, I'll come back. Don't worry. So the father, he gives him his portion of goods that fought and got, it fell to him. And, 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 and not many days after that, though, the youngest son, he packed his stuff and he left. And he went out of town and he went into a far country where he was a stranger there. He didn't have any friends. There are no real friends. And he wasted all his money on riotous living. And when he had spent all that he had, he came to a, and there come a famine. <laughs> Some, something else fell. So not only is he broke, everybody else around him is broke. So now he finds himself in a pig pen. 
He finds himself, the party's over. It was fun for a while, but now addictions kept crept in. It's fun when you're drinking and having a good time and you can control it, but there comes a time when it, you kind of cross the line and before you know it, all your money's gone. All the fun's gone and now addiction's taken in. A late uh, Irma Birnbeck, I think that's her name, she wrote a book titled The Grass is Always Greener Over the Septic Tank. <laughs> but if you need to get cl a closer look at it, all you need to do is dig. Lot, he chose the green grass of the well-watered plains without taking a look underneath. The well-watered plains are not always the best choice. There could be a Sodom underneath. If Lot would have just stayed with Abram, he would have been there when God changed his name from Abram to Abraham. He would have known more about building an altar. His faith in God would have been great. And he would have known more about the blessings of God and less about the perversions of Sodom. Lot's wife would have lived to see her grandchildren. But all the sustenance that Lot had gained was lost in the ashes of Sodom and Gomorrah. His tents, his flocks, two of his children, he even lost his wife. And the only thing he had left was the things he could carry out by hand. He lost all he had for that one look into the well-watered plains. Sin will cost you more than you're able to pay. So I'm going to ask you, can these bones live? The Bible says, thou knowest. He says, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. That's that Old Testament language for salvation. But Jesus didn't say, it shall be in your cup. He said, it shall be in your well. Don't you remember the woman at the well? The message of that living water. Come see a man which told me that things that ever, that all the things that ever I did. It's not this to Christ. We've got to leave the cup and take the well. I said we've got to leave the cup full and take the well full. Can these bones live? He said, I'll lay sinews upon you. I'll put tissue in you that'll unite your muscles back to your bones, bone to bones, to the tendons and to the ligaments. I'll put flesh upon you and I'll cover you with skin. I'll put breath back in you and you shall live. But Wait a minute. Hold on now. He's, he's having to do all this to them. But it says that they came up an exceeding great army. He didn't have to, he didn't have to teach them anything there. He, they didn't have to go to basic training. He's got, he's got to put them all back together, but he don't say anything about teaching them how to fight or, or hold a shield or, or swing a sword. You know why he doesn't have to, Sister Lana? Because these bones are backsliders. <laughs> hey, you don't have to teach them anything. They know how to fight. They already know how to hold a shield. They already know how to witness. They already know how to shout. They already know how to worship, how to be disciples because they're the backsliders. These bones represent the backsliders and they've been dead. They've been scattered, but he's bringing them out of the graves and prophesy, say unto them that's saith the Lord God behold all my 
people. I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves. And the Bible says the father of the prodigal thought his son was dead, but he didn't give up. Uh, he didn't stop looking for him. Every day he looked for him. Every day he wondered maybe, is this the day? Is this the day he comes home? Prophesy, mama. I'm telling you tonight, prophesy, mama. Prophesy, daddy. Prophesy, hatchman. You gotta prophesy to the dry bones. I'm telling you, they're coming back, but they need a praying mama. They need a praying daddy. They need a praying pastor. They need a praying church that's gonna prophesy to the dry bones. That's not gonna give up. That's gonna keep fighting. That's gonna keep swinging that shield or that sword. Hallelujah, we need, we need a praying church. Praise God. Let's clap our hands. Praise God. Prophesy, Mama. He can't stop a Holy Ghost filled child of God from busting through the gates of hell. No, He can't. He can't do that. They got to get one of our own. And I'm telling you, we got to put hell on notice. We're coming in for our backsliders, and the graves will give them up. They're coming home. They can't stop us. We got to get ready. Hallelujah. Because our children are out there and they're lost. We've got four of them that's out there that's lost. But we're not going to give up. We're going to see them come through those doors. We're going to see them fall at this altar. And God's going to fill them with the Holy Ghost. He's going to put breath back into them. He's going to lay sinews back on them. Bones going to come to bone. I'm telling you, they're coming home. They're coming home. Praise God. Hallelujah. We got precedence for this. Oh, yes, we do. We got precedence for this. I remember the three Hebrew children. Don't tell me we don't got testimonies. I can open up my Bible. I see all kinds of testimonies. Three Hebrew children just stand there and say, no, we're careful not to answer you, but one thing we do know, we're not going to serve your God. You can throw us in there if you want to. He may save us. He may not, but we're not going to serve your God. Hey, what about Daniel and the lions then? I mean, I'd be scared. I'd be scared of that. But no, he said, I'm still going to pray. I'm not backing up. So what did God do? He sent an angel and he shut the mouth of the lions. I'm telling you, we got precedence. We got proof that we serve a mighty God. We don't need to back up. We can show the enemy the word of God. We're standing on it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, what about Joshua? Or what about Hezekiah? Isaiah come in there and said, your time's up, you're dying. You're dying. He just turned his face to the wall and started praying. (laughs) Not only did God heal him, I don't know what's the bigger miracle, him healing him or turning the sundial back. He turned the sundial back on him. Joshua, he's out there. Gibeon, the Gibeon called him. We need your help. So he goes down there and going to fight. He's down there fighting. I mean, they're getting it. He's whipping them. He looks up. 
And then he's got plenty of light, but the light starts going on and the sun's going down. What's he going to do? He's never, now he didn't have precedence. He didn't, this had never happened before. He just looked up and said, Sun, stand out still. Moon, stand still. And he won the battle. I'm telling you, woo, we serve a big God. We serve a mighty God. We don't need to worry about it. We don't need to back up in the corner. I'm telling don't worry about it. You just keep praying. They got to turn them loose. Hallelujah. The world has to turn them loose. <laughs> I've got testimony for days. We got plenty of testimonies. We can just keep going. How many more you want? What about Gehazi? I mean, we know he messed up. I mean, really, he did. I think he's standing there with the king. And you know how the world is. They make fun of us. They don't tell us about that miracles. Tell, tell us about the miracles. Go ahead. Gehazi, he gets another opportunity. The king says, tell, tell me about this Elijah guy. I don't know. I think maybe the king was trying to trip him up because I think he heard the story about him. You know, yeah, he did what he did. And he said, oh, well, I'll tell you about Elijah. I'll tell you about Elijah. Oh, Elijah, man, God. Elijah, he was a great prophet king. I'm telling you, he, you know, he run with Elijah. <laughs> and then he got a double portion from Elijah. Now, I, I'll probably, I might have got a third portion, but I messed up. But, but oh, that Elijah, let me tell you something. Oh, he's a real deal. You know, I was I was with him one time when, when, when he raised a woman, her son, back to life. Hey, she was barren. She was barren, old king. She couldn't even have kids. But hey, he prophesied and God gave her a child. And a few years later, that child died. And you know what happened? He prayed over him and raised a child back up. I'm telling that king's probably going, yeah, whatever. But as he's telling the testimony, well, you know, here she comes walking in. I mean, she just comes walking in. He goes, hey, that's her. That's her. That's her son right there. Don't tell me. He, she's right there. Woo, we got all kind of precedents. We got all kind of testimony. Just grab hold of it. Just grab hold of it. Brother Sanchez, you're coming home. Just grab on that word. Woo, we serve a big God. We serve a mighty God. Hallelujah. The music's coming. I, um, I remember mom I have to help me I don't really I can't nail the date down but it was about 2014 2016 no or 15 14 probably mom she comes by the home <laughs> she comes by my home she said Larry, she called me on the phone first she said Larry I had a I had a dream I had a vision I said okay she said, I need to, I said, well, tell me. She said, no, I'm going to need to come by and see you. I said, okay. And so she comes by and she said, Larry, I was following this red truck. And then she told me the road in the 
truck is actually come to pass. The color, the road, the bridge, all. And so she said, you were in this red truck. I didn't know it, but I was behind you. And the truck caught on fire. And so we, we, you stopped on the bridge and we got out and we opened the door and it was you. And, we, and below you wasn't water though, it was fire. And so we pulled you out. We went to pulling you out and I think we, she woke up and didn't know the rest of the dream. But a few years later, this is when I went to jail, I went to prison. That red truck made, it, made its appearance. And so did that bridge. That bridge played in play too. I can't go into detail why, but it did. I went to jail I'm telling you oh, that's why my faith I don't have a faith to pray a car back to life <laughs> but I know this backsliders, sinners don't worry me I know what God can do you're looking at real deliverance you're looking at the genuine redemption there's nothing phony about my testimony hey I've got a record to prove it i got plenty of witnesses to prove it in fact it's taken me this long to even get this vulnerable about telling it, but I know it needs to be told. So I'm in jail, and, and so a few weeks goes by, and I figure out that I might be there a while. Now, this ain't the worst trouble I've been in. Don't get me wrong. I've, been, I've faced a lot more trouble than this. It's just this time they just had enough. I was going to, I was going to prison. And, and so I'm in there, and I get back from court, and I go back to the phone, and then back there, in the, and by the phone, it's private, and, and inmates respect one another, and they don't get in each other's business when you're back there. So there's a quiet area back there. And I got back there, and I, I got off the phone with my wife, and I was upset. I was scared. I'm going to tell you, I was scared. I hung up that phone. I didn't know what else to do, but I lifted my hands. I was crying. I was broken. I don't think I've ever been that broken. I started crying. Oh, hallelujah. And the, and the Spirit of the Lord just fell on me right there. I started speaking in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance right there in jail. Right there with, with, with bad, bad things going on. But God met me where I was. I couldn't come to where He was so He came to where I was. Don't worry about your situation. Don't worry about where you're son is, don't worry about what he's into, I'm telling you God can go where he is God can fill him with the Holy Ghost wherever he is it don't matter, he can be driving down the road and have to pull over God is just that big, I've got proof right here in his word I've got proof by the word of my testimony that we serve a big God, a mighty God, a kind God a merciful God a graceful God and he loves you oh you can stand my God thank you Jesus thank you for the blood thank you for the blood that flows from Calvary my God, I, I encourage you to gather around. Maybe you can, maybe you just encourage you to pray. Don't give up on your son. Don't give up on your daughter. Don't give up on your friends. Don't whatever you may be going through. Maybe you just you just need prayer. Maybe you just need a refreshing. God is here. He can do it tonight.
This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.